Welcome back, everyone, to episode 52 of the My Not Business podcast presented by Bennett Creative Media. I'm your host, Easton Bennett, and on the show today, we have Nick and Mallory Gray. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Really appreciate you guys coming on the show today. Before we get started, if you have not already, please rate and review the show. If you could take five seconds to leave us a rating and review, it really helps spread the word to new audiences and attract new guests for you guys each and every week. And we really appreciate the support. So guys, let's get right into it. Origin story. What are we even talking about today? What do you guys do? Um, so I'm the summer camp director at our overnight camp down in Garrison Triangle Y camp. Um, so my job duties run 24 seven for about 12 weeks out of the summer, just hanging out with kids and mentoring staff and just having a good time down on the lake. Cool. Have you always been like, did you go do it as a kid? Triangle yeah. Y camp? Okay. So it yep. came full circle. It did. It did. I started as a camper in 2002 at the age of nine. Um, my sister actually worked out there at the time and got me out there and okay. I was hooked, uh, started working out there at 14 and then worked out there till I was 20. And now I'm in my third season as camp director. Did you ever think like, this is something I want to do one day? Like I want to work for Triangle Y camp or did it just kind of fall on your lap? It was always a dream to be like, oh, how cool would it be to be able to run camp one day? Um, so I went to school to be a teacher and then four years into teaching this job opened up and I was okay. like, well, here we go. You're kind of teaching though, right? In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really cool to be able to meld like the outdoor world with the education world in the same space and okay. and have those experiences. Okay. And then Nick on your end, what do you do? What's your uh, elevator pitch per se? Uh, I'm the executive director at the YMCA right now. Um, started out two years ago as the maintenance and facility director in Minot. And then also during the summertime, I would go down to camp and um, run the facility down there as well. Okay. And then I think in 21, um, the camp director at the time, um, got an invitation to go back to her original camp. So it was kind of like her dream job, Yeah, you know, so she, you know, couldn't pass that up, went down there. And at the time I was the only one at the Y currently that had any camp experience. Um, I went to camp in high school too, actually. It's where we met oh, was look at, that. Was at, <laughs> at camp, um, working down there and, um, um, was able to just kind of pick up that job and, and run with that. So, okay. Um, so it yeah. came full circle for both of you. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah. at that fun little story. So did you then, same question for you, Nick, did you think like, Hey, this is something I want to do in the future when you were at camp? You said in high school, right? Yeah. Was that something that you wanted to work on? Not at all. I, you know, I going through high school, I always wanted, knew I wanted to either be a police officer or join the military and actually got to do both okay. um, while I was in the military. Um, and I came back and I lifeguarded here and there at the Y and things like the Y was my first job. You know, yeah. I, I always knew that I loved the YMCA um, made a lot of friends there, um, mentors and things like that. And I was always drawn back to the YMCA, um, okay. never really thought it'd be a career. So that all, you know, kind of fell in my lap as well. So what did that story look like then? How did you, how did the Y job come about? Like, what was your first after coming back? I assume this is after the military, mm-hmm. uh, you came back. How did you then get back into the Y? So I was working in the oil field for a while and just, I got, sick of the validity of the, the industry. And after COVID, um, a bunch of our jobs, you know, kind of, um, tanked and I really wanted to look for something more stable. And I was talking to one of my old bosses that worked at the Y and she kind of told me like, Hey, we're looking for a dual position for, um, the YMCA proper and for triangle Y camp. And I was like, that's, that's right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that. So then you just signed up and then the rest is history, right? Yep, yep. Okay. So then what do your guys' day-to-days look like? You mentioned that you are working, you focus strictly on Triangle Y Camp. Yep. And then are you focusing on the YMCA as a whole or what does that look like? Um, yeah, YMCA and Triangle Y Camp as a whole. 
Um, I mean, we try to make sure um, we serve our community as best as possible. Um, and we are responsible um, with making sure um, um, we provide a good opportunity for social development and child, uh, child development as well. Um, and we actually just, um, not just last year around June uh, timeframe, we uh, solidified a partnership with Prairie Grid Adaptive Sports. Okay. So what does that look like then? Um, so they're actually in our building right now providing uh, therapy services for um, youth uh, who need adaptive services or uh, inclusive services and things like that. And they're, I mean, they're just killing it. Out. You know, they're going crazy. Um, they've got, I think they have four or five uh, therapists right now and they're just, they're growing. And it's, it, you know, it's fun to see because at noon, you know, you see guys in there playing noon ball and things like that. And now in the evening times, you see kids in there and they're playing uh, wheelchair basketball and, and it's, it's encouraging to see. Prairie Grit is awesome. Just including all of these different activities for uh, these kids around the community. So I think it's awesome. As far as that partnership goes, how did that come about? Has that been a thing that's been in the workings for a while? Yeah, I think in 2019, um, this was before I started working at the Y, um, they were in negotiations, not negotiations. They were in a talk of, for a partnership. Yeah. Um, um, to try to find Prairie Grit at home. Um, and then, um, it, you know, things just fell in the line from there. And, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty happy to have them in our building with us. Do you guys have any future plans for what that partnership looks like? Because right now you're doing therapy, right? Right. Is there any other things that you guys are looking to add? So right now they just provide therapy for children. I'm pretty sure that's uh, it's just for kids right now. And they want to expand and to be able to um, offer those services to adults as well. Okay. And is it... Emotional therapy, physical therapy, both. Yep, physical therapy. Um, uh, I think right now they're looking for a speech path. Okay. Um, and uh, things like they're yeah, kind of all encompassing. Okay. Yep. That's cool. So then let's talk about the community a little bit. You're obviously working with Prairie Grit. What is it like, Minot community? Did you guys grow up in Minot? I didn't. Yeah, I grew up in Burlington, but I you know. Okay. Stone's throw, right? right? Um. So how long have you been in Minot for then, Mallory? Oh. Since 2014. Almost ten years. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you you you're kind of inclined in what the community is like. Yeah. What is it like being a part of the YMCA and the Triangle Y Camp, which are big things of the community? What is it like being members of that community and kind of keeping that ship going? It's a really awesome experience, um, and you start to see your connections everywhere. Like for example, yesterday I actually had a family visit, and their dad um, helped to build the camp sixty years, like which would be sixty years ago this summer. Yep. Um, and so next year will be 60 years since Triangle Y Camp first opened. And wow. he was the first associate executive or associate camp director. Um, so I met his wife. I met his four sons. I met one of their grandsons. Um, so to just see the legacy continuing of what Triangle Y Camp is and what we offer the community and people recognize it who may have not been there in 40, 50 years. 60 years. That's yep. that's pretty. What do you think? How do the longevity? Why do you think it's stayed around for so long? Um, I... For me, I, obviously the activities, I'm pretty partial. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. But um, we're really unique into the fact that we are the only Y camp in the state of North Dakota. Okay. Um, so before you go any further, explain maybe what a Y camp is. Yeah. So it is a camp that the YMCA, whether it's an independent YMCA camp or it's um, associated with a branch like ours is, it, it goes into those um, YMCA values of healthy body, mind, and spirit and growing those um, healthy uh, caring, respect, responsibility, and just letting kids get outside in nature and develop those in a different environment. Okay. So do you know the origin story of 
when the YMCA was started and then when Triangle Y Camp was introduced? Um, I know the idea for Triangle Y Camp started in 1956. Okay. But 19, I guess I don't know when the first Y opened in Minot. The, the YMCA downtown opened in 43. Okay. Um, and they, I can't remember what building um, that they had uh, their Bible study in, but it started out with a small group of, of young men who um, had a Bible study and then it was their dream to see the YMCA built in 1943. So the Y proper in Minot is actually celebrating 80 years this year. Oh, really? 80 yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. So then it was downtown and then it moved to the south location that it's at now. Correct. Yep. yep. So okay. where the Regency Event Center is, that's the old downtown Y building. Really? Yep. It just really dates me on how old I am. I'm like, <laughs> oh, there was the YMCA. It was downtown. I'm now just learning this. So for, you know, what makes the YMCA unique? obviously pivoting more so away from uh, Triangle YCAM and talking more about the YMCA. Now, what kind of experiences are you guys trying to bring at the YMCA? Well, it's not, you know, you, you look at a lot of what times people think is the YMCA is just another gym and swim. Um, you know, you go there to work out and, or swim in the pool and, and that's basically it. But we have so many youth activities um, that go on there. There's the day camp, kinder camp. Um, we have itty bitty sports, things like that. Um, um, and, you know, it's not just, a, it, like I said, it's not just a typical gym. Um, we yeah. offer way more than just a, a big box gym or whatever you would say, I guess. Why do you think it's important that the YMCA is available for people in the minor community to use? Because like you said, it's not just a gym and swim. There's things for people from, you know, two years old to 87 years mm -hmm. old. Yeah, I think uh, a big is, is just a, having a sense of community, you know. A lot of times when, um, you know, you're on your fitness journey or something like that, you go to a gym and you get in, you might have a workout pal that you work out with and then, you you know, you, you get out. Um, you know, when you come to the YMCA, you get that sense of community, this, you know, people saying hi to you a lot. You know, the, the staff know everybody that's there. There's a, you know, you can go from room to room and just see the groups of people and how they interact with each other from a, the coffee group to the noon ballers to the people who are swimming. They have their own little community. It's you know, networking and it's yeah. just a, it's a nice, like, it's like a small town feel kind of in there. It's kind of nice. The Burlington feel. Yeah. Why do you, why do you <laughs> yeah. think that is? Why do you think like, how has that culture been culminated at the YMCA? Um, you know, I just think it stems back from the origins of, of uh, um, you know, that small Bible group that those young men had um, in downtown Minot. Um, they um, went there to find fellowship and um, you know, grow their growing their spirituality and and i think you know across the years i think that's just evolved into what we are today so pivoting you originally you know you said you were lifeguard in there correct mm -hmm. and then you get into this executive role did you have any mentors that kind of helped you and brought you along to the place you're at now yeah i would say um definitely my first one would be my first boss okay. um when i started working at the ymca um she was the aquatics director cindy and uh um, still is today. I talked to her quite a bit today. And then, uh, Roger Mazurk as well. He's, you know, the, the outgoing executive director. He kind of took me under his wing and, yeah. and, you know, it's just, it's, it's a nice experience to be able to have those individuals and have them kind of shape you and mold you and also take you along for the ride. You know, it's, it's, I'm just so grateful for both of them. It is important to have mentors, um, you know, growing up or not growing up, but like when I started my business, I, I never know who to talk to. I was like, ah, there's not many video people that I know. Uh, and then once I kind of realized you can ask questions and learn from other people, things started to exponentially grow. Mm -hmm. Mallory, did you have any mentors, anyone as far as your position goes? Yeah. Um, 
so my sister obviously worked out at camp. So when I thought about being a counselor, that was who I wanted to be. Um, but Cindy was actually my boss out at camp too. So much like Nick worked with her at the pool, um, I got to work with her out at camp and she's still someone that if I'm not sure about a decision or if I, I just need a, a peace of mind, then I will call her and, and ask for her mentorship still. Why do you guys think mentors are important? Like, did you, have you realized that these people are quote unquote mentors or did it just kind of fall in your lap? Um, for me, it definitely just kind of fell into my lap. Um, you know, I just ha- having a, a, a mentor and actually seeking one out was something that I never actually um, pursued. Yeah. Um, I, I know for when I was in the military, there was a gentleman who I used to work with. Um, he had been in the Marine Corps for 22 years. And, and when uh, he had got out, he came back to work um, in my unit on the civilian side and him and I just butted heads nonstop. And then uh, um, our CEO put us together and we kind of resolved their issues and things like that. And he became, you know, probably my first mentor ever who I realized like, Hey, this guy's a wealth of knowledge and he wants to give it to me, you know, and I need to be thankful for that. And then after that, I kind of realized like, Hey, you know, I don't necessarily need to seek people out, but um, you know, the people that I have in my life that I know that care about me and care about the things that I do, they're probably good people to listen to. Yeah. So as far as, you know, stemmed when you brought back the military, how do you think previous experiences in your life have guided you to the skills? Because I think a lot of people might think they're looking at a certain job that might have and think, oh, this won't mean anything, but they're not realizing how much they can be learning at that point A. And then at point B, whether that's in five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years down the road, you're going to take those things from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Has anything affected your life that way? Yeah, I think one of my my biggest things coming back into the camping world has my staff who I have now were campers when I worked out there before. So okay. walking into the doors for my first summer, they were like, hey, you were my counselor. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe I played a little bit, bit of a part into why you're now working out at camp. Um, so really just to realize that and be there for these kids who are learning and like really wanting to lead them and potentially be that mentor for them down the line. Cool. Okay. So before I ask any more questions, we're going to hear from this week's sponsor, Midco. Is your business moving up and to the right? Put Midco's business technology to work for you so you never have a slow day at the office. From premium internet and phone plans to custom private networking and advertising, they have a solution for every type of business, large or small. Get paired with an account representative to create your suite of services and make the switch with ease with dedicated business client fulfillment and support teams. No data caps, flexible contracts with month-to-month or long-term options, built-in DDoS protection, and more. Explore services and request a free consultation at midco.com slash business today. I've been, I've been using Midco ever since I started my business, really enjoyed it. So if you guys are looking at uh, checking out what services they have to offer, midco.com slash business. Okay, so let's get back into the questions here. How much of the, you know... I don't know how to phrase this, but how much of the control do you guys have on changing how things uh, go? So like, obviously I I think about this as you can be a manager and just manage the current processes, or you can be an innovator where you're innovating and coming up with new things. Are you guys doing that? What are the new things that you're trying to change to make one, the YMCA better and Triangle Y camp better? I think it's constantly something we're looking at as far as um, what can we do differently as leaders? Where do we want to see our facility and, five, 10 years, what can I add now to programming that isn't going to be such an exponential cost that 
um, it might not be worth it. So uh, one of the programs we're adding this summer out at Triangle Y Camp is mountain biking. Okay. That's um, pretty sweet. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So we just got 20 mountain bikes um, from Val Cyclery. They, they got the big ass tires. You know, it's not like the the fat tire ones, okay. um, unfortunately, because those would be cool. Yeah. But um, Val Cyclery actually came to us and was like, hey, I think this would be a super cool opportunity for your kids. So we worked with them through the last year and we just got our bikes out there. And yeah. now it's an opportunity for kids to not only learn in their Explorers program how to build fires, how to shelter build. But now, hey, here's a mountain bike. Yeah. Let's go try it out and see if you like it. So it's pretty much, are these things that, are you adding new things every year? Is this like something that's like, hey, we've been trying to add something for X, Y, X amount of years? It, I would say it kind of depends. If you look at um, subtle changes, I would say every year we come up with something different we want to try or, you know, let's add tie dyeing to arts and crafts, something little. But if it's going to be something big, then it it really takes to be like, okay, we need to sit down and think about how we're going to execute this programming and where we're going to go with it. Tie dye is a bit easier than purchasing 20 mountain bikes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. What about on the YMCA side? Yeah, I think it's, you know, our responsibility to our community and the members that we serve to make sure that we're innovating and and providing new opportunities and different opportunities. And then, you know, just making sure we're staying relevant um, in our industry and and uh, um, just providing the best service we possibly can. So it's it's something that's always in the back of our mind that we're planning for. um, And uh, and just it takes a lot of time so talking about triangle y camp a little bit more in depth then what would be almost your sales pitch like what is this all about because i personally didn't go to it growing up i know a general idea of what it is but why is this important for kids to have this um it's just a unique experience that puts kids in a different environment where they're they can gain more independence they can gain more confidence um in an outdoor setting where they're not going to have technology to distract them. Mm -hmm. Um, They're living in a community where if you're going to have a conflict with someone, you're going to be living with that person for a week. So let's sit down and talk about it and and figure out how to work through this. Um, And it just gets them thinking more about those social skills, those friendships, those relationships and how they want to be and who they want to be growing up in the world. Um, I know if I didn't have the camping experience, I don't think I would have tried half the things I did um, as I got older because I had that confidence. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense because I didn't even realize there was no technology. So yep. the, is there are their phones gone for the summer or is it? each? So we run seven sessions. So each okay. session is a week long. So okay. when those kids come out there, um, no phones, no watches, Obviously, our staff have phones in case of emergency, but even our staff know, like, turn your music on on your phone, play it on your Bluetooth speaker, your phone stays in your backpack. If it's an emergency, I'm going to make the phone call and you guys will know about it. Okay, that's cool. I didn't I didn't know that because my my dad's a big advocate of digital detoxes. He's like, we'll be at Christmas or something. All right, digital detox. Everyone put your phone away because everyone's sitting there typing on it. But it's good. Uh, It's good to see that. Why? um, God, I had a question. and I lost it. Um. Hopefully it'll come back to me. So let's talk about uh, some local sponsors, fundraisers, because I know uh, the Wise Men's a big thing for Triangle Y Camp. How is this Triangle Y Camp being funded and more so how does the community support it so it can keep, you know, keep going every single year? Yeah. So the Wise Men are an amazing group of volunteers. Um, We just, what, two, three weeks ago had our, had our Wise Men's work weekend. So a big group of them come down and do work projects just to get, Okay. Open up camp, get it set to go, um, and help us get on our feet after a potentially long winter where the snow just took took yeah. a toll on our facilities. Um, 
And then obviously with the Wiseman's PBR, that is a huge fundraiser for camp and for the kids and just helping us to grow our vision of making camp a more innovative place. We're keeping up with the camping trends where we're looking at our programming and how we can expand on that. Um, and I mean, we couldn't do that without the community support. Yeah. So pivoting a little bit more so into the business side of the world now, uh, this podcast, a lot of times it's business owners giving business advice. You guys are in a little bit different scenario because you're in executive roles, but what would be some advice that you'd give if you're in one of these executive roles? How do you be the best? I don't want to say the word boss because boss sounds very cliche, but how can you be the best for the people that you're working with and working around? Uh, I definitely think you need to lead from the front. You know, you need to um, show your ownership and what you're doing and also um, get some uh, buy-in in that ownership from the people that you work with as well. Um, if you don't have buy-in from the people that you're working with, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty difficult go at it. Um, but you know, lead from the front and, and, uh, and show your commitment in everything that you do. I would say too, um, don't be afraid to make mistakes and own up to those mistakes. The more you can humanize yourself as a leader, um, the more they see you in that light and they're, they're willing to make those mistakes and realize that it's okay as well. Um, and another big thing I've learned is to just focus on, on the skills that you have on your team and helping them really grow in those skills. And as you help them grow, they're starting to realize their capabilities as well. So like not making a fish climb a tree, is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Like kind of double down on what, what they're good at? Yep. Okay. So as far as people getting into this world, then, you know, some people might want to just go the route where it's like, Hey, I just want a job. How can they get into the executive world, that realm, that level of, you know, decision-making, are there any tips or tricks that you guys would give? That's like, Hey, you know, it's good if you do this early on in your career, whatever it might be. Um, I guess my biggest tip and the thing I've, I've come to figure out is just be confident in who you are and the skills you have and what you know, and, and own up, own up to it. Like coming into the camping world, I knew what I knew from being a counselor, but I had my education background. So I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. I have at least some sort of experience with children, so I can do this. Mm -hmm. um, just be confident and be willing to learn from those around you and expanding on what you already know. I would say just do as much as you possibly can. Um, learn from everybody, learn from everything, make mistakes, find a mentor. Like you said, you know, just keep learning, never stop learning. I mean, Roger, you know, our current or, or you know, the outgoing executive director, he is uh just a wealth of knowledge, but he also is willing to just take as much in as possible too. And, and that's a big inspiration to me. So just never stop learning. You almost just got to be learning through what's it called osmosis. Science yeah. was not my good subject, but just <laughs> taking everything uh, you can, as far as marketing stuff goes, do you guys do, you know, what kind of marketing strategies are you guys using to get triangle Y camp out there to get people at the YMCA? Uh, a lot of social media. Um, we have radio ads, things like that. Um, the Wiseman help us out. Um, when it comes to marketing too, for their events, they got a golf tournament coming up in June and they are big, you know, the triangle Y camp logo is on everything, you know, yeah. same thing with their PBR. So we get some help from them as well. And then, um, we send out brochures to schools all over North Dakota. So from the tiniest small towns to getting a hold of Bismarck public schools and posting them on their digital backpack, we get the word out there. Um, I go down to the Bismarck Y drop off brochures down there. I've gone to service clubs. I did an interview on studio 701. So okay. just finding different avenues to be able to get the word out there is really been helping. 
So for business owners that maybe don't, aren't doing these things, what would you say to them that they're like, oh, I don't believe in social media. What is the impact that you guys have seen of that? And these things like, you know, the media appearances and the radio. I think engagement just beyond, you know, just advertising is important, you know, on, on our YMCA page and on the, on our camp page too. It's not just like a, Hey, we got a sale going on. Hey, this sign up for this, you know, engaging with our members and showing them like, Hey, here's a little bit of history. Here's something fun. Somebody did at the Y. Here's some cool pictures. We had a, we posted a, a, a rope swing challenge on our, okay. uh, on our camp Facebook page. And the gal who won the rope swing challenge did the craziest belly flops. I mean, oh, wow. Just, just like, you know, Oh, they're rope swinging into like a body into of the water. Pond. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and she just launched and like flying squirrel belly flopped. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do like yeah. post interviews with them. And now this year we've taken it further and someone ordered mini microphones. So now we yeah. can walk around and do like interviews throughout the week with people. And so do you think it's important that when you're creating this content, this marketing material that, you're instead trying to build that brand and create engagement rather than come to Triangle Y camp. It costs this amount of money. You're coming to the Y. Here's our prices. Instead of punching you in the face with sales, you're almost trying to build that brand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm showing them why, you know, why it's such a great time to come to the Y and go out to Triangle Y camp. It's, that's important. You gotta, you gotta tell your story. So. Yeah. And that's one big thing I talked to a lot of people about. It's like everyone has a unique story and you just got to tell that. And that's what we're trying to do on the show. Uh, what would a uh, successful 2023 look like? One of you can go first. I want successful 2023 for the Triangle Y camp and then a successful rest of 2023 for YMCA. Um, I would say a successful 2023 is just when those kids leave on Fridays, every kid leaving with a smile on their face. Um, it sounds terrible, but when you see kids crying, you know they've had had a good time out at camp when you yeah. see the tears. Um, the good tears. The good tears. Yeah. The good tears. And then getting emails from parents thanking us and that their kid couldn't stop talking about it for the rest of the drive home. Um, I think the joy you see is our success measure rather than a, a concrete number or a concrete yeah. monetary goal. It's the joy you see in the kids being able to hang out. 18,000 tears. You're like, that's our goal this year. We're trying to count the number of tears. Mm -hmm. If you like, we'll see criers on Thursday night and we're like, yep, <laughs> we, we, we did well. We we'll did see well. you next year. <laughs> yep. I like that. What about the YMCA? Yeah, I think just like Mallory said, it's not, you know, we're not trying to hit a certain certain number or a certain wicket. You know, we just not need to make sure that we're um, putting out services and programs um, to our community that's, you know, going to better um, the Minot area and the surrounding area um, and just making sure that we, you know, hit those goals for um, social responsibility and youth development um, and, and, you know, strengthen Minot. So this would be the sales pitch section. Now, what is something that you... Cause it's something I didn't know at the beginning, but what's something you wish people knew about triangle Y camp and some, something you wish people knew about the YMCA that maybe people overlook. Um, one of our biggest draws and that also makes us um, a pretty unique summer camp is we have horses. Okay. Um, so we have 20, nope, 30 horses out there right now. Um, so we run seven sessions of horsemanship camp where kids can come out to camp and they will go down to the corral and they can ride horse all week, bond with the horse um, and just get those, ex that experience with a large animal that they might not have yeah. gotten before, um, and really open up the world of new experiences for kids. Yeah. Cause when do you get an opportunity to be around a horse? If you family member doesn't own a horse or something, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's cool. What about the YMCA? Um, I would say our youth programs are a big thing. Um, we have a, like so many youth programs, 
camps included we have a kinder camp and a day camp that go through the go through the summer a lot of people don't know we actually have a resident camp in garrison okay um and now you know along with our partnership with prairie grit we're also able to provide some adaptive um, resources for children who may have um, inabilities okay um so that's you know just go on our website and research all the all the youth uh youth development activities that we have and and you know find the one that fits for you Maybe there'd be a Prairie Grit thing down at camp eventually. Oh, yeah, we have one. Yeah. We oh, have is there? They do. They do okay. a weekend. They do like a family adventure camp weekend. Okay. Um, already sold out for this year. They are so next year, guys. Get your get your. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're tickets or get your spots uh, booked for next year. So, what is uh, something that you wish you knew when you started, so that you know right now? And if you could go back to, you know, five years ago, what would you tell yourself? Mm, uh, that's a hard one. I mean, I guess the amount of work that goes into it, amount of the dedication, but if you, you know, don't give your full attention to this job or to, to whatever that you're interested in, you know, it might not be right for you. Um, but, uh, I didn't think I would be as fully invested as I am now in the YMCA. I mean, I mean, you know, we both work there both my children get to grow up at Triangle Y camp and things yeah. like that. So I'm, I mean, I'm all in. I didn't, I didn't know that that was going to happen, but it, it's, it's cool. <laughs> I've ever upset. They're like, oh, mom and dad, you gotta go there at the place. You know, they want to go to the YMCA and they're like, oh, dad's there. <laughs> oh, they, they actually ask. We pass, yeah. Like if we we're going to go grocery shopping or something, my daughter would be like, oh, let's go to the Y. I'm like, no, <laughs> not right now. Not no, it's just there. Doing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and our, our seven-year-old, he lives the moment the snow is gone, he lives to just go out to camp because he knows yeah. he can just run around and he gets to hang out with people all day and and kind of be the star of the show for a little bit. I suppose, yeah. So yeah, they're having they're having some fun with it. What would be your thing that you uh, wish you knew? Um, the time and dedication that you really find yourself pouring into your job, um, which to me is a sign that this is what I'm supposed to do and it's something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um. And as much as I love teaching, I didn't find that. So I think now realizing the time and the dedication and how much you're willing to put forth is is a huge measure to me and wanting to see the place succeed. Because when you originally went into teaching, what age did you think you wanted to teach? Kindergarten. Okay. So you've kind of found that gray area, that mix of I can still be around the kindergarten or what age is camp, I guess? Six to 15. Okay. So you're still around a semi uh, younger demographic and you don't have to sit in a classroom all day. Yep. There you go. Uh, okay. Last question I got for you guys then Mount Rushmore of business advice. I need four pieces. You can either each give four or you can go two and two. We'll go two and two. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to pinball back and forth or if you want to give two and then two, whatever works, but four pieces of business advice that you would give to someone that's either just starting a business or just getting into their professional career and something you'd want to tell them. Um, I, I, I mean, like I mentioned before, uh, make sure you educate yourself, especially on the industry that you're going to go into. Um, don't rush things. Um, you know, finding a process or, or figuring out a process and sticking to that process is really important. Um, making sure you're um, being guided through um, whatever it is, whatever adventure you're you're undertaking. Um, you know, doing the research and putting in the hours that it takes to you know get to where you want to go. Um, I mean, it's, it's invaluable. You can't, you got to put the work in, put in the work. Number two, Mallory, I would go transparency. Okay. Um, 
So just being upfront with the employees who are potentially going to work for you, the clientele you're serving, um, and just really being open about what you offer and why you offer those things. I think there is huge value to be found in, in transparency and not hiding anything from staff and, and your clients. There's something about being honest up front that makes it, if something does go wrong, you have a little bit more flexibility to be like, okay, this person's honest. They weren't trying to, yep. you know, buffalo me, whatever it is. Or if you are transparent up front, it, it does help you. That's two. You need two more. Um, you know, I'd put yourself out there. You got to take risks. You got to, you got to, don't be afraid of the challenges that are ahead of you. Um, it's, it's, you know, yeah, you got to take risks. Otherwise you're not going to get anywhere in life. You don't take any risks. Yeah. And so I was just going to say, you're not getting anywhere yeah, if you're yeah. not taking risks. I mean, you can just retire at age 62 or whatever, and then live a life, but you know, without risks, it's, it's not any fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then along with that, don't be afraid of failure. Like you like might have this too. super cool idea and then you try it one time and it completely bombs. Yeah. Um, and it might not be a failure. It might be a, okay, how can we do this different? But look at every, every one of those, um, moments as a learning opportunity and how can you do better the next time you try it? I like that because I feel like so many people have ideas and then they just don't do them because they're afraid people are going to say, Oh, you failed way to go. But in reality, if something fails, people forget about it after a month and they're like, Oh yeah, I can't even remember when you did that. I forgot you did that. So yeah, yeah, I really like that one. Go out there and actually try something. They kind of go hand in hand, take risks and don't be afraid to fail guys. Where can, uh, where can people find you? The YMCA triangle Y camp, online where can they yep. find some more information um so our website is triangleycamp.org and on there is going to be all of our um, camps that we offer all of our open sessions for the season still um and any other information um and my email's on there too if people have questions and you want to just say how great she did on the podcast you can send that too <laughs> yeah, there you go same thing my not family ymc online uh facebook instagram and then uh um if you're looking for uh like a fulfilling career a place that you want to feel like you belong, you know, triangle Y camp is great. Um, they're always looking for counselors during the summertime. Same thing with the, with the YMC in town, lifeguards, um, front desk staff, training center staff, personal trainers, things like that. We will put all of those links in the description below. You guys can check it out. Nick and Mallory. Thank you guys very much for coming on the show. Thanks. Ethan. Thank you. Welcome. Not welcome back, everyone. That's the intro, the outro. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching uh, ep- or listening, watching episode 52 of the Mind Up Business podcast. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next week for episode 53.